Hello everyone and welcome to my life. Um, my name is Julia and I am the host of this podcast. Um, I just want to start off by saying this episode is pre-recorded. I'm recording on November 10th, 2021. I don't know why I said the year. Um, and it is going up on November 28th. 2021 so i hope you had a really good thanksgiving i hope you ate a whole lot of food i hope you had a good time with your family if you were with your family or a good time with your friends if you're with your friends or a good time with yourself if you were just by yourself i just hope it was a good day for you um i hope yeah i just hope you ate a lot i am having thanksgiving on november 20th um my couple of my family well the most important people of my family are coming over for thanksgiving and they're gonna meet my meet my house meet my house is that that english they're gonna see my house i don't know they're gonna they're coming over and they're gonna yeah see my house for the first time and i'm excited to like welcome them to my home and to just just have them here and see them because uh for at least for my cousin and her kids and her husband and and her sister-in-law, which is basically my cousin now, too. I haven't seen them in a while. I saw my mom a couple a couple of weeks ago. And my stepdad a couple of weeks ago as well. But that's besides the point. You know, I just hope you had a good Thanksgiving, man. Um, let's get into this episode. So today we are talking about attachment issues. Not attachment issues, abandonment issues. What am I talking about? Abandonment issues. And I just want to start off by saying that, again, it is November 10th. So I'm probably going to make a lot more episodes on this as I, like, get better at it. As I heal my attachment issues. Or abandonment issues, abandonment issues, abandonment issues. I probably also have attachment issues, so maybe that's why it keeps coming back in my head. Um, But yeah, and so... Yeah, like I'm this is something I'm actively working on because I thought I was good, but I'm not. And so, okay, okay, okay. Let's let's get into it. So, I had Reiki done, and it's gone Google to so I can like give you a proper definition of what Reiki is because I I don't know if I'm going to explain it well. I'm going to give you the the Google definition and then I'm going to like explain to you. So Reiki is a Japanese technique for stress reduction and relaxation that also promotes healing. It is administered by laying on hands and is based on the idea that an unseen life force energy flows through us and is And it is what causes us to be alive. If one's life force energy is low, then we are more likely to get sick or feel stress. And if it is high, we are more capable of being happy and healthy. Um, And then the word Reiki is blah, blah, blah. But anyway, so the way I understand it is it's just energy healing. And it's just balancing you out, balancing your energy out, um, and healing your energy energy which also helps heal your trauma in a way and it also like makes you become aware of what it is that needs more healing so I went to this lady uh, her card is like on my kitchen counter and I don't feel like getting up right now so her name is on the card but um I don't know her name but I do have her number and so I will give you her number 
It, she lives in Stanford, Connecticut. One of my friends recommended her to me. I, I can't, like, speak enough good things about this lady. I can't, like, recommend her enough. If you are interested in this and you would like to go to her, she only speaks Spanish. Well, she understands English, but you have to text her in Spanish. So you just use Google Translate. I promise you it's worth it. Her phone number is 203-832-2199. Again, 203-832-2199. She's really great. Um, yeah. And you can like message her and then set it up that way. But I went to her yesterday. Yesterday? She was two, yeah, yesterday. I went to her yesterday. Um, I have had Reiki done on me like three times, including yesterday. The first time was at the day program at the mental hospital that I went to. Um, and one of the therapists was just like, oh, like, do you want to do Reiki? I was like, uh, what is Reiki? And she was like, oh, like, it's just like, uh, she explained what it was to me. And then she was like, yeah, like, it, it helps your, like, helps you become more relaxed and, like, let go of shit. And I was like, okay, sure, let's do it. I did it. I was like, oh, wow, felt really relaxed. But, like, um, I don't think this lady was spiritual, so she just knew how to, like, balance out my energy. Um, and so, yeah. But there was that. And then I, the second time, I went with one of my friends. This lady was so great. It was in Massachusetts. I found her on Groupon. I love Groupon. She was so great. She, um, we had like, it was in the very beginning of like my spiritual awakening. So I had a lot of questions and she was like explaining everything to me. Like we just talked about a whole lot of shit. And then she, uh, did, you know, Reiki on me. The first person didn't touch me at all. The second person touched me more than I, like, I, I thought everyone just didn't touch you, but she touched me. Um, and she also used a couple crystals. And so, um, she was really great. Um, I felt her, the first lady, I didn't feel her energy, but I also was like not really connected to myself at all. Um, she balanced me out and I like, as she was like going through, like in the beginning, she wasn't touching me and I felt her energy. Like it was so weird to me. It was the first time I, that I've ever experienced that. I felt her energy, like, as she was moving through my body. I could feel where she was. I could feel her energy. And it just felt like a warm, like, it was just warm. And I just felt her energy, even without her touching me. It was so weird. And she told me that what she saw was a little kid crouched down, like, in fetal position in a dark room, just really sad and scared. And I was like, wow, that's fucking crazy because I've been doing a lot of inner child work recently and that's how my inner child feels and she was like yeah that's what I saw and I was like wow sis mind blown and this other lady that I went to so like I mentioned last episode I have been in a kind of dark place recently just having a lot of dark thoughts and just finding it kind of hard to see the light in on certain days certain some days are like way better than others some days are really dark some days are like just filled with light and I'm just having a really good time some days I'm not having a good time so I have been having good times recently though so that's good um so I went to her because I was like you know I'm I'm okay so when you listen to this I will already have turned 22 but I'm not 22 yet 
My birthday's on Friday, Friday the 13th. That was last year. Saturday the 13th. Sorry, that was kind of loud. Um, and so I, I was like, you know what? Like, I just want to like balance out my shit and just go to her and see what's up and just, you know, get a fresh start, just fresh energy, just good vibes for my, when I'm 22, when I turn 22. So then I, I went to her and then like everything was good. Um, I go in and then she's like explaining what she's going to do to me. She's like, I like don't really touch people that much, but if I feel there's something that needs more healing, I will touch you. And I was like, okay, cool. No problem. And so, um, by the way, she only speaks Spanish, but I was speaking to her in English and she understands English very fine. Um, and so I went to her, I like lay down on the, you know, the table and then close my eyes. She also uses crystals. Um, and then she was like, um, that she explained that she will get certain messages from my angels and whenever she's done, she will tell me what it is that they told her. And I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting because like, this is the first time I've encountered a Reiki healer that like does this. And so, um, she, you know, was doing her Reiki. I could also feel her energy. Her energy was really strong, but it was so good and comforting. Her energy was very strong and it was just warm as well. Like it was really, it was just warm, but a good warm. I don't know. And so she did touch me. She touched my, my feet and my knees on both, um, both legs. And then she touched my stomach and she also touched my head. Um, and so fast forward to when it was done and we had our conversation, she told me, which I was like, uh, it was good that what she told me was good, but I was just like, no, I thought I was good. I thought I was healed. I wasn't. She told me that, um, the message she was getting was that I tend to rush through things and that I need to stop. I need to be more present. I need to be more focused in what it is that is happening now instead of trying to rush to the next thing, trying to like rush this process so I can so I can get to the end of this, get to the end of that. Like I just need to stop rushing from one thing to the to the next. And instead I just need to focus on what it is right now. Um, which is very true. And I I know exactly what the fuck she's talking about because I know. I know. Um so there was that, and then she told me that I, um, she told me that I also need that I have a broken relationship with my, not, not a broken relationship, she said I need to heal my relationship with my mom, because she said that I, that there was a specific time and a specific thing that happened in my life where I lost all trust in my mom and I stopped feeling secure. And she said, because I stopped feeling secure, I lost self-confidence. I, I lost trust and I didn't feel, I, I lost my sense of security and that I need to heal that relationship so I can get those things back. So I can get my self-confidence, my self-esteem, my trust and my self-security back. And I knew exactly what moment she was talking about. It was the moment my mom left Cape Verde to come to America. Because, and and then, okay, so I'll touch on this point and then I'll 
explain later on another thing she said, but right now I want to focus on the mother stuff. I love my mother to infinity and beyond. <laughs> I love her with my entire existence. I love I'm pretty I'm a hundred percent sure that I've loved her for many, 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 many lifetimes, and I'm going to love her for many, many more. I love her eternally. My love for her will never die. Um, but I was, my heart was shattered. I think that's the first time that my heart broke, so to speak. Um, I, and I, today I, I called her and I was like, so why did, why the fuck did you come to, I didn't say why the fuck. I was like, why did you come to America? She was like, and then she like explained it to me and then we talked about some other stuff and then she was like why are you asking me now i was like oh nothing mm. yeah anyway so i can already tell this is going to be another long episode so brace yourselves um yeah so i right when she let like i i i don't know why but i the way i remember it was she told me she was leaving like the week that she left that's how I remembered like the week that she left or like a week before she left and so she was like oh yeah by the way I'm going to America not not like that like a lot more sensitive she's like I'm going to America and I was like what do you mean you're going to America she was like like I'm I'm leaving I I got a visa I'm going to America I was like well are you taking me with you and she was like well no I can't take you with me right now but I'm gonna come back to get you and I was like uh, okay like how long are you gonna go for? like like mind you I'm seven and I'm trying to like when was I seven I was seven. Was I seven? Yeah, I was seven. I was seven trying to, like, understand all of this. And I was like, what do you mean you're, like, leaving? Like, you're my, like, I live with you. You're my mom. How are you going to leave? Like, where am I going to go? Like, where, who am I going to stay with? Um, but she told me that she, like, today she told me that she told me she was leaving right when she found out. Like, right when she got the visa, she found out she was leaving and she told me. But I, I don't know why I don't remember it that way. Um, and I was, like, just really confused. And, and then when she left, I remember I was so broken. I was just so sad. I was like, how could you leave me? Like, how could you do this to me? Why would you leave me? Like, how could you not want to? Like, I saw it as you don't want to be in my life, so you're gone because I'm not worth it. You, you don't, you want nothing to do with me. You're just going to go. That's how I saw it. That's how seven-year-old me understood it. And I was like, I was just so hurt and I couldn't understand it. And I remember she had like, she, I, I stayed with like one of her shirts or something. I wore that shirt for a week straight. And I was just so sad. I think I remember like not really speaking for like a week. Okay, hello, Jonda. I remember like not really speaking for like a week or a couple days. And I was just so sad. And to make things worse, I like my uncle, my my aunt's husband, I never really liked him like that. Like I never really like talked to him or anything like that as much. But I was living with them. I loved my aunt. My aunt still to this day, like my second mom, I love that woman. Um, love her. Like I love her to death. Um, <clears throat> and so I stayed with my my aunt 
and my my uncle and then my grandma and later on my cousin another one of my cousins went to go live with us and so I was just there like just so sad not really understanding why she like why she would leave and it's like I had my all of my friends I had my school I had like I still went to the same school but like I had all of my friends from like my neighborhood I had my community my people and I had to let all of that go because she was leaving and I had to leave that behind it's like a part of me not died but I had to let go of a part of me that I wasn't that I didn't want to let go of like my friends and and stuff and so I was mad that she left I was mad that she left I was mad that she left me and I was mad that I had to leave my friends and I had to leave my home and I had to leave everything like the life that I knew my whole life because of her and I guess I like held on to that like resentment I resented her for it without knowing even to this day I didn't like it didn't click till like literally today I was like journaling about it like writing stuff down about it and it like clicked that like I had to leave my life in a way too because of her and I was kind of mad at her for it but I never really realized that I was mad at her for that um and so um I and then the thing that makes it worse is like I had a really good life with my mom in Cape Verde um today as a 21 year old well when you listen to this I'll be 22 as a as an adult I completely understand why she left. I am very grateful that she did leave because I wouldn't have the life that I have now. I wouldn't have the opportunities that I have now if she hadn't left. Um, very grateful for her that she did this for me and for us, for me mostly. I'm very grateful for that. I'm very grateful for all of her sacrifices today, now as an adult. As a child, I did not understand that because I was like, well, you have your own business. We have a nice house. We have a big house. I never lacked anything. We always, I always had way more than I wanted or needed. You always gave me everything that I wanted and needed. Why are you leaving if our life is so good? Like, what could be so much better than this as a seven-year-old? This is what I was thinking. Today, as a 21-year-old, I'm like, she was leaving because she wasn't getting paid enough at her job. She wasn't happy with what she was doing. She knew she could make a lot more money if she left. She knew that she could give me more by leaving. And that is why she left. And today I understand. As a seven-year-old, I did not. And so I, with her leaving, I started thinking, okay, well, my dad left. Now you're leaving. So my parents don't want me clearly. They don't want me clearly. They don't want to be in my life. So that means who the fuck is going to want to be in my life if my parents don't even want me? That's what I was thinking. And I was thinking, okay, well, this means you can't hold on to people because everyone's going to end up leaving you. And so you need to always be ready for that. You always, you need to, you know, just know you're not worth it. No one's going to want to stay in your life. Everyone's going to end up leaving someday. And so 
I held on to that belief. I held on to the belief that everyone was going to leave me. I held on to the belief that I wasn't really good enough for people to, to have for people to want to stay. And I held on to the belief that I had to overcompensate for who I was because just me being Julia wasn't enough to keep people in my life or to have people want to stay in my life. And so I have abandonment and attachment issues because I attach to people and then whenever they leave, I see it as a, oh, there's a problem with me. That is why they're leaving, not the friendship has run its course, the relationship has run its course, like shit happens and, you know, people have to move on. I never saw it as that. I always saw it as they're leaving me because I'm not worth it. Because I'm not worth staying for. I'm not worth, like, me, having me in their lives is just not worth it for them or to them. And so they're always going to end up leaving. And that is what I thought for so long. And I still struggle with it. I still get overly attached. And every time there's a change, every time there's a shift, I basically have an anxious attachment style. And maybe I'll do an episode on attachment styles. Like once I understand the other ones better because I I know my own. Um, And I mean, I have a pretty good understanding of it, but maybe I'll do an episode on it to explain it further. But I basically, sorry, I basically just like cling on to people and things and I'm always chasing because I feel like I need to overcompensate for who I am. I need to overcompensate for what I bring to the table because I need to keep people in my life. You know, that's, that's how I feel. That's how I felt. Um, that I need to keep people in my life and because they're always going to end up, I mean, if my parents didn't even want me, who else, who will? And so I need to understand that I can't control what people do. I can only control my emotions, my thoughts, my actions. And so I need to understand that if people want to leave, I should let them because they should see my worth. They should see my value. They should see what I bring to the table. And if they don't see that, there's nothing I can do. Because I am enough for myself. And if who I am isn't isn't good for them, that's on them, not on me. Because I am enough for myself. And that is what matters. Um... And yeah, so I just really wasn't feeling like, like I felt abandoned. I just felt abandoned. I felt disposable. I felt disposed of and living like with my aunt and my uncle, um, a lot of stuff, like, he was very, like, emotionally abusive, and he got kind of physical with me, like, once or twice. He slapped, I, once, I remember. Isn't responding. Please check its network connection and power supply. When did I say this girl's name? The A, Amazon girl. The Amazon girl that be in your house. The one that's exactly like Google. I don't want to say her name because she's going to wake up. When did I say her name? When did I say the word light? Anyway, 
Um, yeah, I remember one time clearly where he slapped me. Um, but that's it. I don't know if he was ever physical ever again. I don't think he was. I don't think I'm blocking it out either. I just, I don't think he was. I think that was the only time he was physical, but he was very emotionally abusive. Um, like, I think I've mentioned this before, but me and my cousin would be watching TV or me and my aunt, anybody would be watching TV. He would go and change the channel to something in French that nobody understands just because he didn't want us to watch TV. Um, my cousin and I would have to like get ready early in the morning to go to school. He would wake up five minutes before us, lock himself in the bathroom. So we couldn't use the bathroom to get ready. So we would be late. He would get drunk and just be very obnoxious and annoying. He would make me go buy alcohol for him. And it's, it's normal for like kids in Cape Verde to like buy alcohol at the store and like like young drinking isn't really a problem just because it's not restricted so we don't feel like we have to go behind people's backs to do it um but yeah so I and my cousin I'd be like oh like let's go me and my cousin and he would be like no I sent you so you go alone type of thing just like he was just mean for no reason and he was just so evil um but yeah and so I would speak up for myself against him. It never went anywhere, and I was always labeled as, oh, you don't listen, you're not respectful, you need to respect people that are older than you. And I would tell my aunt everything that he was doing, and then nothing would be done about it. And I would tell my mom everything that he was doing, and nothing would be done about that. And today, I I asked my mom, I was like, well, like, remember I would tell you, like, all the stuff he would do to me, but you never did anything. She was like, I was overseas he was the only one that was taking care of you I didn't like what he was doing to you but I would rather be nice to him so that he she was like I was being nice to him so that he wouldn't like treat you worse so that he wouldn't I'm getting emotional again so that he wouldn't um take his anger out on you more And so that was why I was being nice to him. That was why I was treating him that way because I was, fuck. Because I was trying to protect you. I'm going to take a break. Okay, I'm back. Um, Yeah, she was like, I was trying to protect you. That is why I was treating him that way. That was why I was being nice to him. That was why I was like talking to him as if like everything was cool because I didn't want to, like, say something and then imagine he, like, puts you out. What am I going to do if I'm all the way in America? I can't do anything. And I was like, that makes sense now as an adult. That makes sense to my brain as an adult. But as a kid, all I wanted was, here come the waterworks again. All I wanted was for someone to be, like, to stand up for me. All I wanted was for someone to protect me and to be like, hey, what you're doing isn't okay. Stop. Like, do something about it. I wanted someone to do something about it. And my mom and my aunt, which were people that I saw as my protectors, I didn't think I was going to cry. But people that I saw as my protectors, they didn't do that for me. And so I was very hurt. I felt like nobody had my back. I felt like 
even me speaking up for myself wouldn't do anything because it didn't. Every time I would speak up for myself, I was labeled as a problem, as you're not respectful. You need to respect your elders. You need to, you know, I had no respect for him because he didn't respect me. So I felt like if you don't respect me, I'm not going to respect you back. Who are you? Just because you're a just not a couple, a lot of years older than me, doesn't mean that I need to respect you. Because if you respect me, I'll respect you. But if you don't, I won't. So I never respected him. And again, I was labeled, you know, you don't listen. You're, but when I say I was labeled that, I don't mean like my aunt necessarily. I mean, mostly him. And so, um, yeah, I, I have made peace with like the him and, and, and stuff, but I guess what's bothering me for lack of a better word is how everybody else reacted to what was going on. Not like what happened because I have made peace with that situation. Um, yeah. So every time I would speak up, nothing was done about it. And I would always get shut down and nobody else would stick up for me. And so what did that turn into? It turned into me not knowing how to set boundaries because every time I did set boundaries when I was a kid, everybody just ignored it, disregarded it. Nobody respected my boundaries. And it turned into me not speaking up for myself because I because I saw it as pointless because every time I did speak up for myself as a kid, it was ignored. And so for a lot of my life, I let people walk all over me. I let people, I just didn't step into my power because I saw it as it's pointless for you to speak up for yourself. It's pointless for you to voice your opinions. It's pointless for you to just set boundaries because people are not going to respect it. And it's on me for doing that because people will respect it. People will listen to me when I have something to say. And standing up for myself does work. Standing up for myself is effective. And I will keep doing that for myself because I will keep standing up for myself. I will keep protecting myself. I will keep being for myself everything that I wanted them to be for me. Um, yeah. And so I felt like my voice didn't matter. I felt like no one was ever going to protect me. And I felt like people would always leave. Like I wasn't worth it. I wasn't, yeah, like I wasn't worth it. Um, and my mom always told me she was going to come back. My mom, even while she was in America, she was, she always made sure I had everything that I needed and wanted she always made sure I was always good. She always made sure we would talk. I know it was at least once a week, but I want to say it was more than that. I just can't really remember like how often, but I know at least once a week we were speaking. Um, she always made sure to know that like, oh, fuck. She always made sure to know that I was loved. Damn, this is a hard one to record. And she wanted to make sure that I was, she always made sure that I was loved and taken care of. And she did the best she could. Okay. Ugh. 
And she did the best that she could. And I'm very grateful for her. Okay, I'm going to take another break. I'm very grateful for her and for everything that she did for me today. As an adult, I understand why she did what she did. And yeah, as and I appreciate her for everything. But as a kid, I, I didn't have the capacity to understand all of these things, to make sense of all of these things, to know that this is what was happening and why it was happening. Um, and today she told me something that I didn't remember. She told me that I even told her one time, like while I was going through everything, like while I was living there with my uncle, that I, was, I told her that I was going to kill myself. I don't remember that. She, she said that I told her that I can't take it anymore. Sorry, you're just going to have to, like, deal with me taking long pauses because I need to, like, I don't know. She told me that I told her that I was going to kill myself because I couldn't take it anymore. I, I, I don't remember that. I don't remember saying that. I remember always wanting to, like, run away because I was like, living on the street would be better than living here. Um, but I don't remember saying that. I can see, I can see why or how, um, but I don't remember saying that. Um, I was going to make a joke, a really dark joke, but I'm not going to do it because it's not appropriate. Um, but yeah, (laughs) I'm thinking of the joke right now. Okay. Um, but yeah. I, yeah, I need to, like, dig deeper into all of this, and I need to go back and rewrite my story, and I need to go back and reprogram my mind to stop thinking that me speaking up for myself is pointless, to stop thinking, to stop feeling abandoned, and to stop feeling, like, not safe. Not safe is not the word, but, like, not secure, I guess. And to stop feeling abandoned by my mom. Because I, I feel like I still do, in a way. Oh, also, um, when I came back, like, you know, I, when my mom left, I, like, had to, you know, adjust to my new life. I made new friends. I was going to, like, a new school. Like, I, I graduated the school that I was going to. And then I started a new school and I had like my friends, I had like my little crush, you know, things were okay. Like I was learning to live with life that I, to live the life that I had. And so, um, I, when she went, I had to leave my life again. I had to leave my friends again. And this time I had to leave my family. I had to leave my cousin that like, I grew very close to her because we were literally, I love her to death. We were literally going through like all this shit together. And if I didn't have her, I would not be alive today. If I did not have her, oh my God. If I didn't have her, I would not be here today. Damn, this is really hard to record. What the fuck? Yeah, she is an angel. And I'm very grateful that 
I had her there to for support because we were going through the same thing. We were experiencing what the fuck? Oh my god! I just want to get through it. We were going through the same thing. We were going through it together, and it just brought us closer. Trauma cans. <laughs> Okay, I need to stop trying to make jokes to make light of the situation. I also need to stop whispering because I don't know if you can hear me whenever I whisper, but yeah. Um, I had to like leave my life. I had to leave my cousin. I had to leave my family this time. I had to leave like literally where I grew up. I had to leave my roots to come to a whole different country because of my mom again. Um. And this time, like, she didn't even have time for me. Like, she was working two jobs, so I wouldn't really see her. And this was really hard for me because I just came from, I just left my life behind to come here to be with you. And you don't even have time for me today. I understand as an adult, again, I know I keep saying this, but I just want to, like, show the difference in, what kid Julie understood versus what adult Julie understands now. Today, I understand that she had to have those jobs so that we could afford our own place, so that we could move out of just unhealthy living environment that we were in. I understand that we that's what she had to do so that we could be better. And I'm very grateful for her for doing it. And so um, we left... Like, I was barely seeing her. I was just alone most of the time, very lonely. I went to a school where, like, I feel like people didn't really like me at first. Like, I was a new kid. I didn't know anything. I didn't know how to speak English. I didn't know how school in America. I didn't know anything, basically. I didn't know where I was, where I was going, like, nothing. It's I, I felt like an alien in a foreign planet. Um, so, yeah, and I, I think I was mad at her because I was like, why the fuck would you take me out of everything that I knew just to come here? Like, yes, I'm away from the uncle now. Thank you for that. But like, what the fuck? I I don't even see you. I wanted to be with you. And, like, I'm not even with you. I barely see you. So I was, like, I grew very, like, resentful towards her because of that, too. And today I understand why she did everything that she did. Today I understand why she did everything that she did. And I'm very grateful for all the sacrifices. Oh my god, half of this episode is just me crying. I'm very grateful for all the sacrifices that she made for me and for us. But as a kid, I didn't understand these sacrifices. I just thought, first you didn't want me and you left me. Now you're, you brought me here and you still don't want me because you don't even want to spend time with me. Okay, I hope my eyes don't get puffy. Because that's not a good look. Okay. I'm not even going to apologize for me crying because 
I, I, there's nothing to be sorry for. Um, but yeah, so, wow, see, I need to heal that shit because it clearly still fucking bothers the fuck out of me and I thought I was good. How the fuck did I think I was good when clearly it's bothering me this much? See, thank you, lady, because I would have just pushed it down like I do with a lot of other stuff instead of dealing with it because it's hard. Okay. Okay, we're good. I think. So yeah. I Yeah, there's there's still like a lot of stuff that I need to work through regarding that situation, that time of my life. And I'm probably going to make more episodes on it as I make progress and as I just heal more and as I understand things better, but yeah. So that is the mother thing that the Reiki lady saw and this is what she saw more or less or this is the message that I was getting that I need to heal that part of myself that yeah that part of myself that has caused caused so many more things to just come up and yeah that has manifested into a bunch of different things so now my dad so she saw my dad as <clears throat> she said you also need to heal your relationship with your dad and i was like mm, mm, more work and she said that the reason why i start things and i can't finish them and the reason why i jump from thing to thing is because i have an unhealed relationship with my dad and i am ungrounded because of that relationship she said that she also saw it, like, while she was working on, like, my crown chakra, like, the one on your head, literally a crown, that she saw so much bright, beautiful light that I have so, 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 so much light in me, but that right now, because of my unhealed relationships, I'm, like, a big, beautiful tree that doesn't have any roots, and that until I heal my relationship, specifically also with my dad, that I will not have any roots, and my tree will always keep falling over because it can't stand. Because there are no roots. And she said, I need to heal. Yeah. And so the thing with my relationship with my dad is, I, this one's like a really tricky, complicated one. Because at least with my mom, I knew like, kind of like exactly when it went bad. But with my dad, I I don't know. Like, from the moment, like, when I was a kid, like, a kid kid, my dad left when I was two, I have no memory of my dad being in my life as a kid, obviously, I was two when he left, so I have no memory, I only have pictures, and so it's, like, pictures and, like, stuff that other people tell me, like, my cousin specifically, one of them, she tells me, like, oh, your dad was such a good dad, he loved your mom so much, you guys were, like, the perfect little family, and I'm, like, so why did he leave if we were so good, if he loved her so much? And um, everyone always tells me, like, that their love was just so beautiful and that my dad loved me so much. And I'm like, well, if he loved me so much, why would he leave and just not call or come back or, you know? And so I never really knew my dad. And I don't remember when our like communications I don't remember when or how our communication started but I remember my mom always like pushing me to like talk to him to call him 
And so I would always, I remember like speaking to him on the phone here and there. I don't remember like how I met him or how like, yeah, like I don't remember like, I guess how I met him or how like I came to like hear his voice and stuff. I don't know. And so I, I guess I have to like talk more to my mom and my dad about it. Um, I, I remember like, we'd like be on the phone from time to time, like he would call. And then I also remember like him always making promises, but never like doing it. And it's like, he was always like materialistic and he still is today. But it's like, I think he saw like taking care of me or showing me love as like, sending me stuff like giving me stuff he left to portugal when i was like two so um he would like i remember i remember like whenever people were coming he would like send stuff and shit like that and so but that's not what i wanted i i wanted a conversation i wanted a call i wanted to like get to know him i wanted you know and him being like super inconsistent with his calls and with like his not affection but like with his promises I guess like making promises telling me things and not pulling through I like that translated in my life to people are not going to keep their promises people are just again going to leave um your dad didn't want to be in your life that's why he left that's what I told myself and I would also tell myself like don't trust the promises that people make because they're not they're not gonna do it they're not gonna pull through with it they're not gonna like honor it right and so um I never knew what it was like to have a dad because when I remember meeting him in person I was eight years old and this was like I was eight years old and I I don't like this is when I'm I want to say this is when I met him because this is when I have memory of meeting him physically and so I um I we were like really good like I didn't call him dad because it was just weird and then he was like oh why don't you call me dad I was like I don't know I guess I'll call you dad so then it was just really good like he would like make me hot chocolate before bed and he would like read me story or like tell me story before bed and then give me a kiss on the forehead and like good night and then go to bed and I was like wow this here on the waterworks again Ugh. I would be like, wow, this is what it's like to have a dad? Like, this is pretty good. This is pretty great. He's a really good dad. Why didn't he want to, like, be here to be this good of a dad to me? Like, like, why did I have to miss out on all of this? Why couldn't he just be this to me? And why did I have to wait all this time just to experience this now? Like, why couldn't have, why couldn't my life have been like this from the beginning? And I just couldn't really understand it. And even now, um, his girlfriend's daughter had a baby. And 
he's so good with that kid like the little boy is the cutest thing but he my dad is like a father figure for the boy the boy even calls him like dad sometimes and he's just so good with him and i just like sometimes when i go over literally twice like where i like interacted with the baby he um he's just so good with the kid and they have such a good relationship and i'm like what you can't be a good dad why didn't you want to be a good dad for me? Why didn't you want to be my dad? Like, why didn't you want to be my dad? Why didn't you want to be in my life? Because you clearly know how to do it. You're clearly pretty good at it. So why didn't you want to do that for me? Why didn't you want to be that for me? And I guess we'll never know. I'll, I want to, like, talk to him about all of this and, like, bring all of this up, but... I don't know. I don't know how he's going to take it or, like, the best way to do it. I don't know. But it's going to happen because I need it to happen. Um, yeah, like, I, like as a kid, I was just so, like, he constantly let me down that I learned to, like, not expect anything from him. And I kind of, like, learned not to expect anything from other people either. I just learned to, like, give, 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 give and expect nothing in return. And even now... Whenever, like, people in my life give me stuff, like gifts or just do anything for me, I'm like, what? Like, I don't know how to receive. I only know how to give. And, like, I'm not fully comfortable with receiving just because for so long all I did was give and I didn't receive and I also didn't expect anything in return. So... Now that I have people willing to give me stuff and to do things for me, I don't know how to, I don't know how to deal with that. I don't know how to act. I don't know how to take it. I don't know. Like, I just don't know. It's uncomfortable for me. And I don't want it to be uncomfortable. I want to learn to just receive, like, whether it be a gift or, like, an act of service and just be like, thank you and have it be that normal. That's what I want. Um... Yeah. Um, also, when I was a little older, we like we went through periods of like talking and then not talking and then talking again and not talking. But like when I was like older, like living in America now, we started talking and like we started talking again. But like I was it was in high school. I was just so busy in high school. Like I was in so many classes and like I had so much homework and then I was running track after school and then I would have meets and like days after meets I would like get home at like 9 10 have to do my homework and go to sleep and then like do it all again the next day like it was just it was a lot and so whenever I would be talking to him sometimes I wouldn't like message him back or sometimes I would like take days to message him sometimes I wouldn't like reply right away and then he was like oh how could you do this to me you're so ungrateful and I don't know if he called me ungrateful, but he was just, like, cussing me out and projecting all of his, like, shame, I guess, or, like, his feelings of not being there, like, onto me and making it seem like it was my fault, and he would just always, like, blame me, like, oh, um, you're the kid, you're supposed to, like, you're supposed to, like, talk to me, you're supposed to be the one hitting me up and blah, 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 and I'm, like, excuse me sir you left I didn't 
I was always there waiting on you. So no. And this goes back to me not giving people respect unless they give it to me. I still do that today. And I'm very, I like that about myself. I won't respect you unless you respect me. Because I don't believe that just because you're older, I should automatically respect you. No, if you don't respect me, I don't respect you right back. Um, And he wasn't respecting me. So I had no respect for him either. So I was cussing him back, cussing him out right back. And I was like, who do you think you are? Like, you left me. So you're the one that's supposed to be building a relationship with me, not the other way around. I was here the whole time. You left. So you fix this, not me. And then I just ignored him for a long time. Like, I don't think I talked to him until my sweet 16. And I remember I was pissed at my sweet 16 because me and my stepdad practiced. Oh, I'm so grateful for my stepdad. I love him. He's been my dad for ever since I moved here. But that's besides the point. So I, um, at my sweet 16, he just showed up and then... I had, me and my stepdad were practicing our dance for so long, and then he just showed up, and my mom and my dad, my stepdad pulled me aside, and like, your dad's here, so like, it would be better if you like, do the father-daughter dance with him, I was like, no, he hasn't been there, he's not my dad, why the fuck would I, like, take this moment away from my stepdad and give it to him today, as an adult, I understand why they did that, um, I understand, like, I, I have a relationship with my dad now, I have a way better relationship, a, you know, good-ish, good relationship with my dad now, and I'm, I'm glad that we had that moment, that we shared that moment, and what I did was I danced with my dad for a little bit, and then I danced with my stepdad for a little bit, and then I danced with my mom for a little bit, because just dancing with him alone, giving him that moment didn't feel good to me, because I was like, you don't deserve this. And he didn't. Well, yeah, he didn't. Um, And so, yeah, like, I just resented him for so long. And I was just so angry at him for so long that I was like, you know what? I don't even want a relationship with you anymore because it's not worth it because you're just going to blame me for everything. But now we have a better relationship. Um, He doesn't just expect me to call him. Um... And even he tells me, too, he's like, you know, I realized that, like, I should call you, too. Like, if I miss you and I want to talk to you and we haven't talked in a while, I should call you, too. I should message you, too, and instead of just waiting on you to do it or ex- expecting you to do it. I was like, yeah, a phone works both ways. If you miss me, hit up my phone. Hit up my line. Like, don't just wait on me to do it because it feels good to know that, like, you want a relationship with me just as much as I want a relationship with you, too. And... I guess I just dumped on you guys today. Um, I don't know how to heal these parts of myself or these traumas. Um, Like, I do and I don't. So you're just going to have to, like, bear with me as I figure it out. And hopefully by me figuring it out, I help you figure your shit out too or give you tips and insight on how you can figure your stuff out um thank you for giving me the space to be vulnerable because this has been one of the most emotionally intense episodes that I have done I mean this is the first time I've I think I've cried on the podcast I think um yeah 
it feels good to let it out because I was unaware of these feelings or maybe I was just pushing them down and ignoring them for so long that now they just have to come out. And so I'm going to sit with them. I'm going to validate myself through everything that I'm feeling. I'm going to just allow my inner child to just cry it out and just let it out. And um, yeah, thank you so much for giving me the space to speak, to share. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for bearing with me because this is a pretty long episode, two long episodes back to back. Um, thank you for being here. I appreciate you. Um, and yeah, I will see you guys next week. Thank you and goodbye. Bye.